Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Breathe in, breathe out. Get dressed, head out. Grab some friends, camp out. Get hiked up, vibe out. Take it in, let it all out. At REI Co-op, we're here for all the outs. And we want you to spend more time outside our doors and in them. Try it out, check out, then get out. REI Co-op, all out. Visit REI.com. The Beast of Winter Hill. Was it the Rivington Bear Man? Two men out rabbiting see a set of reddish eyes that's watching them and they hear a terrible growl. The legends of a bear-human hybrid haunting the hills of Lancashire are not as far-fetched as they seem. I was contacted on the 25th of October 2020 by a lovely lady named Jackie. Jackie wanted to make a report on behalf of her partner and his friend, who had a terrifying experience the evening before we chatted. Jackie explained her partner Dave and his friend Adam had found a strange sheep carcass that was still steaming when they approached it up at Winter Hill. As they were discussing what animal could have made the kill, they both heard a rumbling, growling sound. Both men stated... They heard something that night they could not explain. And you will see an interview with the men just after this narration. The men were interviewed by BBR investigators Mick McLaren and Carol Ann Smith, who both heard a similar growl one night close to Edgerton Reservoir in 2019, which, as the crow flies, is very close. Now, I would have loved to have joined them, but due to the COVID restrictions, I was not able to do so. Mick and Carol Ann live quite close to Jackie and Dave, so I'm very grateful that they did the investigation because not only did they do a fantastic job of documenting the report, they also interviewed both men within a few days of the experience happening. That night, the men were walking on the road that leads up to Winter Hill, a well-known spot here in the northwest. They were around three quarters of a mile away from the Chinese gardens, an area where there's a previous sighting of an upright humanoid figure known as the Bearman of Rivington. They arrived, they got the guns from the car, and they set off. Both men had torches, and as they walked, Dave realised that Adam had almost stepped into a carcass of some kind. Shining their torches onto it, they both saw a sheep, that seemed to have been pulled almost in half. The carcass was steaming, even with the rain and the cold night air. Whatever had killed it couldn't be too far away, as this was a very fresh kill. Adam described the carcass as unusual. The head was missing, and the rib cage was snapped into two. Dave agreed. He said it looked as if it had been pulled into two pieces. Alarmed by this, both men scanned the area around them with their torches, looking to see what had growled. 
Adam thought Dave was maybe messing about with him. But as Dave was speaking, the growl came again. They quickly scanned the darkness and Dave saw a dark, stocky shape with a reddish eye shine watching them in his torchlight. The shape dipped out of view and was gone. They both left quickly and got back into the car. Both men were really shaken up and were still in bewilderment when Mick went up to meet them to record the event. Adam stated he felt almost hysterical and was laughing due to the fear he was feeling. He is not prepared to return up to the hill at night alone, which he has done in the past many, many times. Even though they were both armed, the men felt it would have been impossible to shoot whatever was out there with them, due to the sheer size of the dark shape and the sound of the growl. They both felt the growl came from something big. They even joked that it was possibly a bear. Adam turned his gun into a bat at that point, as he knew shooting at it would be pointless, but he was that scared. The remaining sheep in the field had flocked together, and they looked worried and scared. They were acting really strangely. The growling continued all through the event. It felt like they were being encircled. It was a loud, rumbling, growling noise. Adam wondered if this could be the paranormal, as it was so strange. He thought it even might be a poltergeist or something like that. They both felt watched and stalked all the way back to the car. At one point, it sounded like the growling was coming from the left, and it almost instantly was coming from the right. It was around midnight, it was a wet night, and you're up in the hills there, as high up as you can go, really. Lots of just sheep um, and quite small winding paths. They saw no humans at all on the way in or the way out. Dave said, to cover his fear, he made a joke and said, I think we need bigger guns. And Adam said he just laughed hysterically. They pulled over at this point and tried to get themselves together. Adam stated he felt helpless and nervous and it was a sickening feeling, almost like fighting an opponent in the dark. After the event, the men tried to find the growl using Google and known animal recordings here in the UK on their phones. They're both outdoorsmen. They know the natural sounds out there. They did not find a match with anything. The only sound that matched when looking for a wolf sound was a reported noise of a werewolf on a recording on YouTube. Both men agreed the sound was the same as they heard the evening before. They left the area, Dave returned with Jackie a couple of days later and photographed the remains of the the sheep. At this point, it was almost picked clean. Mick and Caroline accompanied both men and Jackie back to the area and they were able to see the carcass for themselves. Mick recorded this event and his next visit also a couple of days later. Mick and Caroline revisited with the family member on the next weekend, which was Halloween. Being in lockdown, no people were up on the hill that they could see. The group made their way to the area where the sheet was found by Dave and Adam. On examining the area, they spotted a skull, which had been driven forcibly into the wall surrounding the field. A spinal column and vertebrae were also found close to the wall. Up next, you will see the video of the interview with Dave and Adam, followed by mixed video of the area and the carcass during the visit.
So, Dave, in, in your own words, uh, just tell us what happened uh, from you with your friend leaving the car. Well, we got out of the car, we were walking across some stones of a broken down stone wall. As we were walking up, I noticed something was by my mate's foot, so I put the torch on. And when, when I put the torch on, there was uh, half a sheep. And it was still steaming, and so it was freshly killed. And we stood talking, well, you know, what could what's up here could kill an animal that big and at first he said a bear I said ah don't be stupid we don't get bears around here I said must be a big cat or something and then we heard, heard this growl and that was it it was the growl that got us um, we got back into the car after hearing that growl and we were, he was trying to go through his mind with everything it could have been and yeah, to this day we still don't know what it was, but it, whatever it was, it, I think we disturbed it having its meal. Yeah, um, so as well as hearing the ground, could you feel it as well? Or was it just hearing, you know, like sometimes people say they hear a growl, growl at the zoo, but they can feel it as well if it's a lion? There was uh, a very put it like a cold shudder came over me when we heard that growl yeah and we just headed back to the car got ourselves in the car locked the door and we just went through our mind of everything I said to Adam you explained to me what you heard and I'll explain to you what I heard and yeah we came up with the same thing we both heard it we both were like what the hell and like I said Adam took me up there because I'm new to the area and I was looking for places to shoot rabbit and he, he's been around here most of his life and he's, he said that he's never heard anything like that in all the years he's been going up there he's never heard anything like it So what time was this around? Uh, it was around about 12, 12.30 at night it was heavy rain not many people about at all we didn't think nothing of it at first uh, it was only when we when we tried to get our heads around it that we realised that we heard something we can't explain when you was up there you had torches yes and uh, you were the grow did you look round with the torches? Then? Yes, I did. I looked round. Uh, I thought I seen something move on the other side of the sheep because the eyes lit up different. It was like a slight red glow when you put the torch on there, but it was only a quick glance. Uh, I just spoke to a sheep moving. Yeah. Yeah. But it's only afterwards that I sat thinking about it, and I thought maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was something different. So you you said you went up um, a few nights later with Jackie uh, um, to have a look round. Two days later, and you took some photos. The bones the bones of the sheep was still there. Half the carcass was still by the wall where it was 
left, but the other half was scattered all over the field. And it had been stripped. It was just bones by then. That was during the day. That was after yeah. two days. Yeah. Even you've not been up since. in the dark at any time. Not since. since no. <laughs> 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 no, that's not a bigger gun. <laughs> Uh, I've only got a 2 2 air rifle. So, yeah. What height was the eyes? Uh, when I seen it, it was like a bit of a hump, so I would say they were about that height off the ground. So, that was the where you saw the eye shine? Yeah, but it was just a quick glance. Yeah. And then it disappeared. And then we, it was straight after that that we heard the growl. And we just looked at each other and was like, "Come on, let's get out of here." And yeah. We walked back to the car, and then we tried spend an hour trying to get our head round. <laughs> Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did, for a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request $3 breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for all the card combo orders. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've just happened. So you sat there an hour before. Yeah, trying to get our head around what we just did. Right. We went through all sorts. Um, Adam was putting in his phone the growl of a wolf. And I thought it'd be funny and say put in a growl of a werewolf. Um, I'm not saying it was, but the growl was identical when it came up. And we just both just looked at each other and we both went white. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think I'd hang around much longer if uh, I heard something like that. So did you try other animal noises or growls? Yes, we looked into big cats, we looked into wild boar, we looked into domestic animals that could make that sort of growl. But couldn't come up with anything. The closest we got was the werewolf, oh. which sounds funny, but on the other hand, it's not funny, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you think of some of the other stories, like the Balmston Drain werewolf and Flixton yeah. in, in North Yorkshire. So it does sort of tie in, and also with the height. Yeah, with the eye shine, mm. the, the height of where the eye shine is coming from, yeah. But I, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think Adam seen the eye shine 
he was too busy trying to get out of there. <laughs> Scrambling over the wall. I remember like that with the torch, like, what the hell was that? Mm. And I just saw a glimpse of it and it was, it was quite bulky, but it just sort of like as if it just disappeared out, out of sight. It was like, what was that? And mm. I just put it down to a sheet moving about, but it was only afterwards that made me think maybe it wasn't. When you pulled up there, you got out of the car and you just carried on top. We shoot in for a couple of hours, just for a while. Um, we got out of the car, we got the rifles out of the boot, um, we got ready, we locked the car up, we got up the path, we opened um, just like a walker's gate so you can get through so the sheep can't come out. So we'd gone through there. I'd literally, we were talking, chatting along, um, chatting about shooting and general other stuff, and then we walked up, well I stumbled upon a sheep carcass, and I didn't see it at the time, because it was so dark, you couldn't see you in front of your face. So basically, Dave turned his mag light, like a big, powerful torch on, and shined upon a big carcass right inside of it, and the fear and the explanation of why it was there and what it was there for was weird. So then we didn't think nothing of it, so we were just chatting, explaining why it was there, probably thoughts or something. And as we were talking, we heard this almighty growl, and it was like a rumble. It wasn't a like, and I was like, Dave, is that a bird? And he's like, dude, we don't get birds in the UK, that's... And then as he was talking to me, I was thinking, is it Dave messing about, you know, just trying to play the trick, you know, having a laugh with friends. So I asked him, Dave, is that you messing around? And as he was speaking, the growl did it again, and I obviously knew that it wasn't Dave they've been about. So then the fear and the anxiety set in. And I can literally feel my hands sweating now, man. Yeah. No, honestly, I can do. Yeah. I can feel my hands sweating now talking about it because it made me feel on edge. Because I had a an air rifle with me, and for something as big as it sounded and as fierce as it sounded, I knew an air rifle wasn't as powerful as to disarm it. Yeah. So that's when you. Because we was walking off back to the car and he was like, well, I think we need bigger guns. I've never laughed in fear, but I've never laughed so much in, like, hysterically. Because it's, it's still a panicking situation. I wouldn't like to go back up there at night on my own to think of what I've heard. And then to go back up there, it, my mind would race away with it all. So before this experience, you, you used to go up there a lot? Yeah, a lot. You um, walking with a dog, I've been up there plenty of times. I've told you. first time up there. Yeah, ten years. Ten years I've been up there because I've lived up here ten years. And we're dealing with mental health and a few other things. I like being out in fresh air. Yeah. Like with my dog or just being out in, you know, it makes me feel a lot better in myself, like cycling just being in the van or whatever that's why I like going up there but I've not been up there since to be quite honest I did up there yeah I've not been up there since so would you go again in the evening yeah, time yeah probably as long as I was with company I won't yeah. go alone <laughs> so. or if I have my dog or something because I know my dog is protecting because he, he's 
I wouldn't say he'd notice, but he'd at least warn me if something was near. Yeah. You know, like growl or bark or something like that. But I'd definitely take a nice pocket knife in the back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Can you describe the carcass when you found it? Um. Well, when I first originally saw it, when you turned your flashlight on, I was a bit misted by the light, and all I could see was like white fluff. In red, <laughs> because it was so, you know, his torch was so, because you couldn't see your hand in front of you, face, and it, there was no light pollution from the lights up there, so there was nothing. So the minute he turned it on, I would just seen white fluff and like rip, like a ripped open carcass of like a sheet. So there was blood and stuff everywhere, but there was no head on it. So it had a gun? Yeah, and there was no way of explaining how it had been snapped in half. It, was li it literally looked almost clean in half. Yeah, there was no head on it. Yeah, it was like it was prized open by something. But that's what we've got closed, but it's gone in and just ripped it. No, 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 not that. Maybe it was a wolf, or I don't know. You never know, because you never saw it. I mean, my, my view was the same as Dave's, because when we was got back to the car and we knew we were surfing, a lot of the doors was like, what did you hear? And he's like, a deep rumble. And yeah. my explanation was the same as this, so we knew we wasn't hearing things. You know, if one of you hear it and the other person don't, then maybe you're hearing things. But if we were both on par with each other, we knew we heard something. That's why I said, so you stop pissing about. And as you was like laughing in your voice, saying, dude, it's not even me. I was like, heard it again. And I was like, it's definitely not there. My my hand was like wet. I turned my rifle into a bat because <laughs> mm. I knew it wasn't sustainable for the power to kill a fox or to kill a deer or to kill a wolf or a bird or whatever it could have been. <laughs> I don't know because I can't explain because I didn't see it. So my views on it, it could have been a poltergeist for all I know. I just heard a really yeah, scary fun. noise. It's when I went like that with a torch and a flash past me on the sheet. Yeah, and this sheet looked scared in the field though. It was like, they're just huddled you could, together. Yeah, like. you could see them panicking. They looked scared. Yeah. They didn't like, yeah, you know when you see sheep and it's like, yeah. ah, and just eating, yeah. grazing along in the grass. These look actual. So they're actually yeah, they together. Look, they yeah. look petrified, didn't they? Yeah. Because you was like, what was up to them sheep? And I was like, no wonder with that though. And then you just, this growling, but we heard it going back to the car. As we were going back to the car, it carried on growling. Getting closer. So it was following you then? Yeah. We got over the cattle grid and got into the car. Obviously, we didn't hear it, did we? Yeah. And we, we caught, there's like a, like I said to you before, when we entered, there's a gate where you've got to get through so you can lock the sheep in or out. Like the park, you know, the land. Yeah. Just for the road, because of the road, what goes up there, you see. Mm. Well, I've never, I've still to this day, I've never heard nothing like it. And no human being will ever scare me as much as that noise did. And they put the frighteners on me. So when you were going back to the, the, the car, you, you felt as though something was Telling the angel. being watched and followed. But because it was an eerie silence, that's why I cracked the joke. I think that he'd be the gun. You know, just to break that eerie silence yeah. because it was quite. It was frightening. Yeah, it was. It, 
And how you both felt in the aftermath of this expert? Are you still feeling really anxious or? I won't go up there on my own. see something you kind of just of what's happening but I couldn't hear it I could I could just hear something I couldn't see it so it was I don't know it was a sickling feeling mm. it's like trying to fight somebody in the dark you can hear somebody but you can't see them yeah you know it's, I, I don't know if that's a good explanation it is but you know it's like I can see you now but to fight you turn the lights off would be a different ball game if you can see and you have more of an advantage of it yeah. because you live in the dark or you feed in the dark or you are so much, you know so, and that kind of predator can I have that's, what, I was that's what I'm getting at Whereas so we just walking around like this going and that thing can see us and smell us and hear us you know mm. like we're next to it and it sounded like it was next to us but we couldn't see, hear, or smell. I couldn't anyway. I, I could just hear it. So how close do you think it was to you? In the a first ten foot radius. Yeah. If that in like a circle. I couldn't say it was here because one minute it sounded like it was growing here. And the next minute it was growing there. Right. Oh, okay. And the next minute it was growing here. Did you feel so? It was growing there. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was wasn't it? Because you heard it grow like here. And then, just and then you looked again and it was like growing over there. Yeah. So you were you, you were walking away at this point. Yeah, I said, yeah, fuck this, come on. And he's like, come on, dude. And he's trying to shine his light in a fucking circle and we're trying to walk together. Like it's like well, we were literally like shoulder on shoulder coming out. <laughs> 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 so he's like Hoping that the light is going to probably start there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, that, I'm glad you had that high powered torch that you got, because the one that I've got, it's like lighting a little tiny candle. So yourself, you never saw anything, just, no. just hearing just and, and feeling. And the unruly yeah, that was it. feeling of hearing oh. the torch, but it would have come handy because all the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never ever saw anything, not a shadow. Not nothing, but it was what I heard brought that much fear into me. My hands were stripping, and I can just I can picture it now. Because I was saying to him, I've got a little bit of anxiety and depression and a few other problems, like we all have. But it made me more. I don't know. My anxiety had gone. It was the fear factor, and of what, like I said to you, what you couldn't see, what he could see and smell, and you could.
the first couple of nights I was a bit paranoid, kind of thinking my own head what it could have been, or what you could have heard, or what it could have, should have, would have, could have been, you know. Mm. You think a lot of things when you've heard something. Mm. It's like down, being asleep at night, and then your door goes bang or something, or someone's messing about outside. You don't know who it is until you get up and attend to the window or to the door and check who it is. It was it, it was an unruly feeling. I've never experienced anything like it. I don't know how she can explain. That's not a story you're going to share with your kids. No. Good story to tell it Halloween. Yeah. That's well, why it was a, re- a really, really strange, nauseous feeling. Well, thanks for that and that explanation. That's brilliant. As you can see, the men still seem very shaken up by the event that happened that night. So I would like to thank them, not only for coming forward, but for going back there with Mick and Caroline. And I'd like to thank Mick and Caroline for going back and carrying on the investigations. Down in the description, you'll see a link to Mick's channel. Um, and Mick has a video up about the investigation where you can see the end remains of the carcass. Now... There are other reports of strange creatures and unexplained events within walking distance of the sheep found by Dave and Adam. When Caroline and Mick were up there, they went to the Sportsman's Arms and they came across somebody that told them of an event from their family, the family that never returned. I want to tell you something that happened to my family out on the moor one night. My grandfather was a no-nonsense man who'd been a policeman for many years in Liverpool before he retired. He's not a fanciful man or a liar. I was staying with my grandparents one night, as I would do often. One morning, when I came downstairs for breakfast, I knew something was wrong. My nan and granddad had packed our bags, they put us into the car and took us all straight back to Liverpool. They sold the cottage and never went back to Rivington. It was only many years later that I found out what made them abandon their home overnight. They stayed with us until the cottage was sold, and they found a new place to live. My grandfather had got up in the middle of the night to use the toilet. He looked out of the window as he was passing it, and he looked out onto the dark moor. Whatever he saw out there must have been something so bad He woke up Nan and told her they would never spend another night there, and they never did. And of course, there is the report from the early 1990s. A woman breaks her ankle running from the Bearman of Rivington Pike. The witness's name is Sally, and during the mid-90s, Sally and a few friends had been out clubbing, and they decided to go up to Rivington Pike They went to the Chinese garden area around the back where the two car parks are and after walking up the tracks to the top where the gardens are they met up with some others and had a bit of a party. He had a few drinks and some made a little fire. Anyway, there were around six to eight of them there in all, a couple of cars full of people and Sally decided to go for a wee. Now Sally walked off to a decent spot away from everyone and she said... She had a wee and then she noticed, around 20 or 30 yards away, 
Something was looking at her from the bushes. It took a few moments for her eyes to adjust. But from what she told me, she said what she saw was a huge... She said the head was big, but the body on the thing was huge. She saw it for around 10 to 15 seconds in all. And from what she could make out, it looked like a cross between a man and a bear. She described it as having a sort of huge hairy body that looked like a man. But where the head was, there was a head of a bear. And the head was covered in hair, she said. At this point, once she gained her senses and tidied up her clothing, she turned to run. And as she turned, she twisted her ankle and she let out a scream of pain and fell to the floor. At this, one of her friends, Brian, heard her and ran over and picked her up. And she was crying and in lots of pain. So they carried her back down and took her to the hospital. She sprained her ankle really badly and tore some ligaments. And ever since then, her ankle had been weak. So all those years later, it snapped later on when she was dancing. She said she'd never told anyone other than me what she saw in case they took the mica. And luckily, the gentleman she was speaking to made the report to me on her behalf. Now, Mick and Carol Ann had a couple of strange experiences, not too far away as the crow flies. In a small woodland adjacent to an old quarry and one of the many reservoirs that are in the area, on one occasion when they were there, they were in the woodland at night looking for any possible signs of activity. Mick used his EMF meter, checking the area for strange energy. They both felt a triangular-shaped rush of wind that comes straight towards them, even though the night was very still. On another occasion, the investigators were testing out new torches, and as they were scanning the tree line, they both heard a low, rumbling growl that did not sound welcoming at all. They both felt a change in the atmosphere and the energy, and they promptly left. Around this time, a number of healthy tall trees were snapped and twisted at height. There were no storms and no sign of mechanical machinery or forestry work or any sign on the ground. When investigating between this area and Winter Hill, they both saw a UFO-like light in the sky. Mick and Carol Ann are not alone in the experiences that they've had in the area. Many people report paranormal activity, UFOs, lights and crafts, and this is also an area where many of the Earth's energy lines converge. A number of ley lines can be found and attract here too. Now Mick has video footage of the remains of the sheep and all of his investigation, and you can find them on his channel, and I've included a link to that just below in the description. If you'd like to join our members' community and become a volunteer investigator like Mick and Carol Ann, please comment below or via the links in the description, you can find my email address. You can also support us by hitting like and subscribe so you don't miss our new reports and our weekly Tuesday live feed. If you'd like to join us just to get to know the other members or just to listen to the exclusive podcasts, you can do so using the links in the description also. You could buy us a coffee to donate to keep our investigations going or share our uploads with your families and friends. Until next time, if you're out in the woods or the hills this weekend, keep a close eye on the tree line. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.